welcome back to .NET Rocks. This is Carl Franklin. And this is Richard Campbell. It's going to be a very exciting episode, Richard, I can tell. Oh, we're going to have some fun, I'm sure. Yeah, we're going to have some fun. We're going to geek out. Uh, Jason Williamson from Oracle is here. And uh, I'm here, and you're here, and everybody else is here. So I guess uh, there's nothing much to do now but roll the music for Better Know a Framework. Awesome. All right, man. What do you got? Well, I wanted to give a shout out to the platform that we ended up using to do recording for .NET Rocks after all these years of doing it the hard way with lots of gear and lots of telephone interfaces and Skype. We finally settled on Zencaster. And Zencaster.com, I don't know if uh, anybody has been following them or watching, but they've gotten really good in the last few months. I I want to, I don't agree with your characterization. You invented a lot of stuff back in the day because it needed to be invented. The price of starting a podcast before the word podcast exists is, you know, we've had to do some goofy things. I remember working very hard to get a reliable VoIP connection to you from Hong Kong yeah. many years ago I, to I do a show. can't take credit for inventing anything, but uh, I certainly did lean on standard broadcast tools yeah. to do what we do. And I did always avoid ISDN lines and things like that that are more expensive. We We... For years, what we've been doing is Richard's been calling into a phone line, and I've been calling the guest on a phone line or on Skype, and then he records his microphone, I record my microphone, we put all those things together, we line it up to the phone track, and then we mute the phone track. You know, it was it's like simple, low-tech kind of stuff, and we've been doing that since 2002, and then, then Skype got more reliable, and then we just started using Skype. Instead of the phone, yeah. And then Skype fell off, right? Like, I I ran into issues where folks didn't know what Skype was. Or they said, I don't think I've started that in a couple of years. I don't know how big the patch is going to (laughs) be. And then, oh, trying to find the default microphone on a Mac. Like, oh, Oh, God, forget that. Those battles back in the day. We had to coach people through that. And then I also remember um, Skype had some serious bonking which was one of the funniest ones was, you know, I'm here to tell you that the most important thing that I've learned in my 20 years of development is, uh, and we just laugh. (laughs) 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 Skype has a sense of humor. Skype has a sense of humor. It was like perfectly timed. And then, of course, you know, we get the, remember Vonage? Yeah. We made a joke about Vonage. We were saying, hey, do you speak Vonage? That's what Vonage <laughs> sounded like in the early days. So anyway, we actually did test out a Zencaster in the early, early days, but we lost yeah. shows with it, right? It wasn't quite ready, or maybe the browsers weren't quite ready or whatever. But now um, they're embracing standards of H.264 and uh, just great video and audio. And we haven't lost anything. We've been using it now. Yeah, for I think what? it's all those things together. The newer browsers, people with more bandwidth, yeah. software's gotten better. Yeah. And it's now the easiest way for us to make a show. And so we would encourage anybody who's doing any kind of you know, multi-location recording to use Zencaster. Awesome. So that's what we got. Good one, man. Yeah. I like that. Who's talking to us today, Richard? 
You know, I, we haven't we don't talk about startups all that often on the show. Uh, once in a while, and I was digging around a few different shows. But actually, I want to comment, read a comment off of one of the last shows we did, the one we did with Paul Stove. Oh, right. Which I titled "When Investors Come Calling," because of course, this <laughs> part of that story was that Octus Supply, which has been a very much bootstrapped company all these years with Paul's work, has recently taken investment from Inside Partners, which is cool and congratulations and so forth. And the comment on the show comes from um, Rikusent. I don't know if that's a synonym or whatever, but it's there's the a name. Canadian Rikusent. pronunciation. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> they, that happens. That an extra E, you know, yeah, yeah. maybe some Putin. Uh, and he, he, he says, uh, I'm a bit disappointed that this episode missed out on the perspective of the employees in this process, considering most developers listening are employees. Mm. As it happens, my employer was acquired last month. And then the acquiring company was acquired by a private equity giant. And I think that it sucks. Hmm. We've gone from being a modest independent company of about 100 employees to a blip that doesn't even get mentioned in the town hall calls. Uh-huh. I was really proud to work for the founders, growing a relatively young business as best we could and serving our clients on their behalf. And with the prospect that one day I could earn some equity in the business. Now, meh. meh. I found a new job at a large corporation I actually like the look of, and I'm going to quit today. Wow. None of this means that it was a bad decision to sell the business or that the acquisition won't turn out for the best or that the company won't grow as a business until a new parent. It just means that the kick I get out of working for my employer has been deflated, so I'm going elsewhere. Now, I, I mean, I appreciate the comment, and certainly that's an issue, but Octopus Deploy did not get acquired, right? Like, that's not what the show was about. That's true, yeah. He, they had an investment to grow. There's no acquisition going on at all. We did talk about the employees' experience. I mean, one of the funny things I don't think we mentioned on the show, but one of the reasons we did that episode with Paul is that his employees asked him, hey, are you going to talk about this on .NET Rocks? Right, yeah. You know, and he, so he was coming, he came to us saying, hey, we've done this thing. Is this, does this make sense for a show? And I'm like, yeah, I think that's an interesting story. Why don't we make a show around But But, you know, the funniest thing from that show, the funniest moment was when we asked him, so what are you going to do with the money? He goes, I don't know. <laughs> it's like we don't really need it. I'm like, what? <laughs> they, yeah, they they didn't need it to grow. They're growing with their own profits. Well, he, I mean, he really got into accelerating growth, accelerating and like taking growth. advantage yeah, yeah. of those those opportunities. Yeah, Octopus Deploy has been a self started company all along. Yeah, but there's a point where you're going to jump over these big thresholds, and that's what that money seems. Yeah, to really yeah. It wasn't like they the needed to for. make payroll or anything. No, nah, yeah. they're not trying to stay afloat or anything. They're right. doing just fine. Yep. So, I mean, I I I appreciate Rukasen's perspective on this that he's empowered enough to when his company completely changed he went and changed his company like he went somewhere else and that totally makes sense yeah that's not what's happening with octopus deploy right right uh, but it's a good point uh, it, and and it's certainly for me who sat in both those seats both as an acquirer and being acquired it's very challenging as a leader to maintain a culture yeah. To be the entity you want to be. You know, you work really hard to make something work a particular way. People work in that environment because that thing is important to them. And it's hard when you have, especially what he described, that rapid fire. There's an acquisition and another acquisition. Like, mm. that's a culture smasher, man. That's tough. Yeah. So, it, it that, that does definitely happen. 
Uh, so Rick says, thank you so much for your comment. It certainly stimulates some conversation here. And a copy of Muse to Code By is on its way to you. And if you'd like a copy of Muse to Code By, write a comment on the website at .netrocks.com or on the Facebooks. We publish every show there. And if you comment there and we read it on the show, we'll send you a copy of Muse to Code By. And follow us on Twitter. He's at Rich Campbell. I'm at Carl Franklin. And send us a tweet, but uh, remember to mute your microphone first. Yeah. Yeah. And with that. Edit point. Okay. Yeah. Hey, Emily, can you... Yeah, can you mute your mic, please? We can. We can all. We can also hear that you use a cup and a saucer. So you're a very civilized <laughs> human. I appreciate that. <laughs> well, we're hearing something like that. All right, just Thanks. unmute it if you want to talk. Yeah. Okay. And with that, let us introduce our esteemed guest today. Jason Williamson is vice president and global head of Oracle for startups and Oracle for Research, which is Oracle's programs for startups, innovators, and researchers worldwide. Prior to Oracle, Jason was at Amazon Web Services, where he created and led several key initiatives within the investment and startup community. He has a background in both Fortune 500 firms and the startup world. An entrepreneur and professor, he co-founded the construction industry's first CRM SaaS offering, is currently launching a company in the pediatric healthcare space, and has also served as an assistant professor at the University of Virginia's McIntyre School of Commerce. Welcome to .NET Rocks, Jason. It is great to be here with both of you. I'm excited to talk with you. I hear you. It's cool to be in the room. It is cool to be in the room. The room of Zencaster. Yeah, the virtual room. <laughs> the virtual room. <laughs> oh, I wanted people to think like, oh man, they got together. How did they do that? You know, it's so much better than Zoom because everybody gets recorded on a separate track yeah. and yeah, it's that's, so much better. That's the funny truth. There's a strong advantage for us to actually be a part in terms of making a quality recording. Right. Well, um, Jason, uh, the first thing I want to say is uh, I don't really know what we're going to talk about here. I don't know much about, I haven't been following what you're doing, but when I hear the words Oracle and startup in the same sentence, I think, <laughs> yeah. huh? what are you my talking brain about? goes, what? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so what are you guys doing? Yeah. Right. I thought you guys were a database right. company. I'm confused. Right. Throw some Java in there and like, there you yeah. go. Right. Yeah. Um, no. It, and that is a common reaction. And um, we've mm -hmm. really been at it. Uh, not for very long. So, it, you know, it's fair to say that uh, we've been looking after this space uh, for not long enough. And, and the story is actually quite, quite a cool one. Right. As Oracle's cloud infrastructure really started to take off a few years ago, and we observed uh, what our enterprise customers were uh, doing with it, what they were being, uh, like, say, threatened with, you see, like, man, it's emerging technology. It's coming from startups. Whoa, we should mm -hmm. be paying attention to those. In fact, I mean, one could argue, you know... Larry Ellison's like the OG founder, right? So like we we really are getting back to our roots. So um, about four five years ago is when we launched the startup program, which actually doesn't look like the way it does today. It was a very traditional accelerator where you had um, lots and lots of people apply for just a handful of seats, and then you you came down for right. you know six months to a city, and then you you know, learned about things and you went on your way. And then, and then about two and a half years ago, we really had this realization that said, wow, startups do care about Oracle. Yeah. Um, so we had mm -hmm. six, 7,000 applications for 80 seats. What do we, what can we do to open this up so more people can get engaged? And so 
Um, so yeah, so I guess the answer to your question is, yeah, we do care about startups and, and we, though we're late to the game and, um, we're, we're, we, we love working with them. It's fantastic. Wow. Cool. Yeah, it, it, I mean, you hit that interesting problem. There's too much interest. Accelerators are hard to scale. Yes. Because it's the, it's the mentorship, the sort of direct touch. Correct. So have you made, it's gone, you've gone more programmatic. It's like, okay, you're a startup. Here's what you need to know. Y- yes. It's fact. I like to kind of call it like mass customization. <laughs> and so mm-hmm. what we, what we, what we learned from the first iteration was, Startups care about Oracle. And what we learned was that startups care about Oracle because they have, we have an opportunity to provide access to customer base that they can't easily get to. So it's this, you know, 40 years of enterprise sales with 430,000 customers building B2B applications and selling stuff. Say what you want about Oracle, right? Like we'd have to build stuff and sell it to to companies and do it for a really, really large time. Right. So startups were like, wow, I'm building an application in the HCM space. I'm building an application in, you know, agriculture, healthcare. I, I'm, I'm going to bump up on an Oracle application. It makes sense for me to understand what that looks like. And so for us, it was like, well, yeah, we really should be working with you. And so that's, that's, that's what our unfair advantage is. Like as the cloud becomes more ubiquitous, one can argue that it's a commodity and it's just like a price mm-hmm. war. So like I can spin up something here or here or here. If I'm a startup at the very, very beginning, I want to be able to spin it up and it work and it not be expensive or almost free. All right. Once I get past that, now who's going to give me a valuable relationship? And and that's where we started to hit that stride. So in, in fact, um, it was a, a funny conversation with Larry about the program when we were in that residential model. And he was like, how many startups... Because uh, we're vetting them very heavily, right? Thousands of them to a few. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, how many of these startups you're heavily vetting can you predict will be successful? And it was like one of those questions that like, well, of course, I have no idea. And he was like, exactly. Yeah. Let them all in. I'm like, oh, that's a good idea. And then once they... <laughs> <laughs> it's a really good so, business approach um, to, right. to helping startups. I mean, when you're in sort of a commodity business, just like as you said, you always have to ask yourself, what am I bringing to the table? What are we bringing to the table to our customers that other customers can't replicate? And I think that's one of the reasons why so many people are trying to get into the social media personality space because they're building a brand around themselves that can't be duplicated, you know? And you guys, what you have, your customer list, man, that's like, that's gold. Yeah. Right. It's a unique asset. But it also means there are particular kinds of startups that will really that's super valuable. Like the B2B startup utilizing cloud, like jumping in in this new business model that others are still fighting to transform to has a distinct advantage then. Correct. Correct. So I think there's a couple. And so it it 100% started out that way. That is still true. Mm -hmm. Now that we've gotten better with our cloud and um, more even ubiquitous with our partnerships where people can put, which is really, really cool, like multi-cloud stuff. Like you could, we've got interconnects with Azure. So you have like 1.5 millisecond lag time between our data center and Microsoft. So some people are running Microsoft workloads or workloads at Microsoft and then connective tissue into Oracle. So like, hey, we can talk about that in a, in a little bit later, but this notion of multi-cloud is really, really cool. So like, as we continue to build better developer tools and more uh, data centers, and it's just like, okay, 
you, you don't only have to look at, you know, AWS, Google, and Microsoft. Now, like Oracle's a thing. Um, we're starting to see more and more uh, startups that aren't B2B come in because they want to take advantage of like HPC and GPU processing. But the original draw, which is still true and only better, is exactly what you just said. It's like B2B players that need enterprise class stuff, uh, lots of compute, obviously lots of data. That's what we still do that. <laughs> so, you know, that's yeah. when the, <laughs> that's when the, and then for us, it's like a virtuous cycle to, to, to steal a term from Amazon. Um, you know, if, if we can really invest in these startups and make it easy and cheap or, or free and get them access to our customers and our customers are buying cool stuff from a startup that, that is complementary to what Oracle builds, then they buy more stuff from the startup, startup grows, buys more stuff from us. Like it's just virtuous. And then we become a good partner yeah. to all people. You know, so I don't want to. I don't want to skip over the multi-cloud thing that you guys are offering. Yeah, we we talked about it a little bit in an advertisement, but um, tell it tell everybody exactly what that means and how that's different from just going to AWS, Azure, Google Cloud. Sure, sure. So, yeah, right. I mean, you you can you can, and I would argue maybe should you know. That wouldn't put me in the penalty box to say that. You know, I think you should think about <laughs> multi-cloud strategies. Um, mm-hmm. Not every platform provider is going to probably say that. I'm a I'm a fan in not having vendor lock-in, and so like if you the farther up you go in a stack, like just pick AWS or something, there's some like really cool features in there, right? Like really mm-hmm. neat services. Same with Google. Same with us. The farther up you go there, the harder it is to to leave. It just mm-hmm. is. Right. And so when mm-hmm. it comes down to it, a bunch of what you do is just good old compute. You're throwing up a Windows instance or a Linux instance. Like it's that. And then, you know, whether you're going to deploy your uh, uh, Kubernetes or you want to use, you know, whatever, whatever. So, so uh, obviously uh, companies, it's not just startups. Like we're talking about issues that, that really matter to companies. It just so happens that startups can do this now well, cheaply which is like, you could build your own like multi-cloud strategy, right? So like, right. okay, now when Oracle's seeing that, like, okay, who, who makes a lot of sense for us to partner with so that we can provide the best service for our customers? And that's why the Azure, Azure Interconnect make, made the most sense. So um, yeah, I'm a fan of multi-cloud. I think, it's a, I think it's a good thing. What is Azure Interconnect? So it lets Oracle and Azure put workloads in the cloud. And there's a direct link between the Azure data center and the Oracle data center. And so think about that pipe that goes there. And then that allows you to con- direct connect, like you could run, say, an uh, Oracle managed database on an Oracle cloud and a .NET application set in Azure. And it's um, very, very like 1.5 millisecond, low, super low latency. And so from mm-hmm. a deployment perspective, from a pricing perspective, it's um, easy to do. Um, and so that was what the hopes were with that partnership there. So as it, it started with enterprises, like obviously enterprise, that's where a lot of stuff with Microsoft and, and Oracle start is like enterprise. We want to sell to really big companies. What do they need? They need, they don't want to go all in on one particular place for a lot of reasons. So like, all right, let's make it easy for you not to go all in on one place and you can go multi-in with, with us. And so now we're seeing that is good for our startups. So we have, um, 
um, a, a couple companies that are that are doing that, where certain workloads run really inexpensively on our stack versus another, and and they can do both of those at the same time. Yeah, I was thinking through like what that it, like well, a lot of folks talk about multi cloud from a redundancy right. perspective. Right. There right. are occasional outages. I want to run somewhere else. This is not bursty stuff, right? Yeah, because the cloud's supposed to be able to support bursts. I always right. want to be tolerant to outages. That's one angle, and I and I question that because let's face it cloud is far more reliable than on-prem for virtually everybody so it's not that good an excuse but i appreciate what you're talking about which is hey certain kinds of workloads are more cost effective on different platforms right right or or may even have resource availability like i remember a couple of years ago when when ai was hitting hard and like every gpu available in the cloud got consumed <laughs> you know at one point and right. it, i think it was only amazon had some left cuz they jacked up the price a hundredfold right. and even those guys were blinking it's like oh, i'm not paying 100 bucks an hour a, a minute for this stuff right but the idea that you could have an architecture that's tolerant to I have an exotic load. Let's go shop that yeah. load. Right. Like, and, let's try it in different and, locations. And what you're getting is, I mean, you're talking about like a, a layer two isolation, between network isolation between the two data centers mm-hmm. with a, in, in the extended network. So you're looking at a virtual cloud network that is this, the same, but at two different platforms, two different vendors. So, so typically when one sees this, it is, on-prem to the provider, right? And so you have the same network right. space, you have all that. But this is between two different providers. And so you're exactly right. So you can, you can whether you want redundancy... So is the, what's the authentication strategy between those two connections? Like, well, how are we making that? You, you said layer two. So it's like literally at the IP level. Correct. And you have, like we have, and we do the handshake with our virtual private cloud in between. And so that's okay. how that's happening. So it's it's effectively a VPN connection on each end. Correct. Over a direct so connection. It's something that IT sets up. The software needs to know nothing. Correct. It's just a different address. Yeah, right. Which is cool too. And so, you know, yeah. that's but anyway, that's what we're seeing. Um, and it, it's a cool thing for startups then who are saying, okay, I I want to be kind of enterprise ready, and I want to be when I when I grow up, I want to be able to grow up into something that's going to handle you know all these things that that mm. that, that mm-hmm. they should expect. So, um, but yeah, yeah, going back to your original thought, you're you're exactly right. Like we, we it's the B two B players that it's a natural right. motion for them because I have we have on our team, and I, this is another thing that I think we're. We're trying to be uniquely different and better, which is a phrase we like to use around here, <laughs> and um, mm-hmm. is delivering on that promise of trying to make thing make these sales opportunities accessible, right? So this isn't like an ISV program where you like sign up and like get in on the list of nine other thousand people, right? Like we have a team here uh, of of human people whose job it is, is to help those startups navigate the Oracle machine. And so whether right. that's bringing up, bringing them to events when we used to have them on stage to, yeah. you Remember know, events? <laughs> events are fun. <laughs> you know, those were really cool when we could do that oh, too, yeah. you know, that was awesome. talk when, you know, if, if we get an article in the paper or something like that, all the way up to like sales calls and planning, it's, that's just such a great joy for me is to see a startup mm-hmm. get into a, a enterprise level customer and close a deal because we were able to enable that. You know, the revenues 
not huge for us, but it's life changing for them. And so, you know, that's the other part of the whole Larry question. Like, why don't you let them all in? Who cares if they fail? We want them to fail with a good experience because, you know, startup people don't be like, oh, shucks, that didn't work. I'm never going to try that again. You know, they like build more stuff. (laughs) And so. Yeah, it's the next idea and the next idea. And it's it's a culture thing, too, of this entrepreneurialism of keep on experimenting and learning from each uh, from each iteration. Pivot one more so time. So you're enabling the ADD of developers everywhere. Exactly. <laughs> Squirrel! As, as you've yeah. heard in my answers, like I've, I've answered like nine questions you didn't even ask. But... Um, <laughs> so... Um, but you're exactly right. Like we, we appreciate that, that, that startup people are, um, thinking of lots of different things. So our value to them isn't just Mm -hmm. like, here's credits. Like, yeah, we got to do that. But like, here's credits, here's mentorship, here's Mm -hmm. access, you know, but it's, it's Mm -hmm. joint responsibility, right? Like, you know, you have to do certain things to unlock certain goodies. So we want to make sure that we're paying attention to the folks that are going to be the most successful within the ecosystem, right? So if you're a startup with like two people um, and you just got your MPV, it doesn't make sense for me to bring you into the CIO of, you know, Acme Telecom, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, but, but you can, but, but, but we love those they people They also sell too. anvils <laughs> and, and TNT. <laughs> <laughs> and and stick on cave wall doors yeah okay <laughs> oh my goodness that's so good hey while we're laughing here let's just hold on for two minutes while we take a moment for this important message this is an edit point we forgot to ask them if they had any offers for our listeners and it turns out they do use promo code netrocks to join oracle for startups and receive $2,500 in free cloud credits. That's NetRocks, N-E-T-R-O-C-K-S. All right, we're back. Uh, it's .NET Rocks. I'm Carl Frankel, and that's Rich Campbell. That's Jason Williamson. We're talking startups with Oracle. Yeah, I know. Who knew? <laughs> but apparently, there's really good reasons for uh, partnering with Oracle if you're a startup. And we were just in the middle of something, and you talked about uh, you didn't want to take somebody into Acme uh, anvils and <laughs> paint on walls <laughs> if they weren't ready for it. And I forgot exactly what you were trying to say, but yeah. So two things: one, we want to help them along their maturity model and maturity path. Like it's, to- you know, we don't want to like put them in a situation where it's going to be horrible because because we would look bad too, right? right? But sure. we also mm-hmm. want to make it a happy place for super, super early stage pre-seed people, right? Yeah. You know, if you're, people are asked like, what startups or what stage should you be thinking about Oracle? I'm like, you know, rolling out of your dorm room bed to like a series A-ish, B-ish. That's, that's kind of the, the space that we work in. So if you're like really, really new and you're in college and you've got like a capstone project, like, and you, and you're trying to do a pitch competition, like, yeah, build your stuff here. We'll we'll help you. Like we love we love college people. Um, in fact, um, I'm I'm working. You know, we're, we we do we do a lot of we're a startup with an Oracle. Like we get a lot of stuff wrong. We try to fix it and then and then move on and, and do new things. And one of those new things we're doing this year is um, I'm excited about uh, is an inter- what I think is maybe a creative internship program. Um, you you knew that or you read earlier that I spent time at university, and so I have a huge affinity mm-hmm. for students, and so. 
So we're doing an internship this summer where students will come and work for Oracle, which is, that's not unusual. We do that all the time, but you know, they'll do a rotate rotation through our team. Um, but then they'll also do a rotation through one of our startups. And so we'll say to a startup, like, Hey, do you want somebody who's really good at Oracle that you don't have to pay for? And you get them for like DevOps or machine learning or standing up your Kubernetes on a Oracle, Oracle cloud infrastructure, OCI is what we call it. So, mm-hmm. you know, so we're always trying to figure out ways to like be value add to our startups. And so that's why I said mass customization at the beginning. Like we're not just doing a couple hundred startups, we're doing thousands, but we have like this menu of goodies that they can pick and choose from. And their level of, of uh, engagement with us just depends on where they are in the maturity model, if that makes sense. Yeah. So, yeah. Is the term Kuretsu appropriate? The Japanese concept of you like you're building up this interlocking set of companies? You know, it's interesting that you say that because I've, I've thought too, like, man, we're, we're building, it's almost like a private equity firm kind of thing where you've got opportunities for startups mm-hmm. to even serve each other, you know, and, and we're seeing that happen. That wasn't our intention. Yeah. But it's sort of an emergent force, right? That, that ultimately this is where it can end up. T- totally. Totally. And, and I see that as a possibility. I don't think that was our intent. Um, yeah, that's not a stated goal, but um, it's definitely a, 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 an emerging theme. Yeah. So this looks like a combination of things then. I mean, you, you mentioned sort of casually the credits part, like, yes. which is sort of the normal offering for cloud providers for startups is like, hey, let me give you a discount so you get hooked in my platform. And when you start making money, then, you know, you could start paying us. Right, right. And so that, the way it works. That, yeah, that's fundamentally true. That's exactly true. So um, mm-hmm. it's true-ish. So the, the way it works is... <laughs> A startup comes, there's, there's no like, you, you sign up, you're, you're in, right? And you mm-hmm. immediately get uh, a bucket of credits to just like go do stuff. Um, so it starts with 500. And there's no strings attached. No. There's, there's no like, you know, if you get to this level, we're going to own 5% or 10% of your company. There's none of that. No, yeah. So that's a really good, that's a great, we take zero equity. Um, we, we take zero equity. We live in engineering. I think we're the only program that's not like in some sort of business development salesy function. And that's important because, mm-hmm. you know, as a, as a Oracle person, I'm measured on like success, success. And so like my success thing isn't like, how much money did you get out of these startups? You know, it's like, how well did we serve them? And the way that we measure how well we serve right. them is like, how, how many workloads are they running? I don't care if it's a dollar a month or a hundred thousand dollars a month. I mean, I, I, I like those um, but I care about like, are you putting your workloads here? Are you logging into the console? Are you using, yeah. you know, are you, are, are you engaging with us? That's how we measure our success. And so they come in, they get a bucket of credits. If they need more, they ask. And so, um, yeah, that's basically how it works. If they, if they retire those credits, um, within two years, um, and there's a couple of ways they can say like, Hey, I need 25,000. Like, okay, here's the path to that or whatever. If they retire those credits within two years, We've ne- we have them on an extremely cost. We have seventy percent discount on whatever it is they consume for two years. No questions mm-hmm. asked. Don't need to get approval. Don't need to talk to a sales guy. That's it. Wow. And that's actually quite compelling because you is. know the way yeah. we yeah it it, it really is because a lot of startups you know as you notice when you get more mature you start going you start using more stuff you start going up the stack you, when you go up the stack mm-hmm. you spend more money. And you may or may not have customers yet, right? 
Correct. Correct. And probably not. Probably not. And you've got to be able to absorb that. And what if you need to mic? That's another benefit we do. If you want to, you know, we're, we're not first to this game. We get that everyone is somewhere else. Right. (laughs) And so migration for us is table stakes. So if somebody needs to migrate an application over, we'll do it for free. So we've got a, I've got an engineering team and that's what they do. So they will do hands-on keyboard if need be, or just like guided tour if need be. And so that's a really great benefit. Mm-hmm. You basically watch and see who, who's got a really good idea, who's got good uh, implementation and architecture, and you, f- right. you find something that you like. And that's when it's like, okay, now what do we do? Do we, do we go talk to investors? Do we go talk to customers? You know, exactly. And, and yes, is both and I of imagine those that you, you could yes. probably negotiate equity at that point, too. We try to stay away from equity, not try. We stay away from equity every Completely. single time. Okay. Completely. We've acquired right. some. We've acquired some in the past, but again, our stated goal isn't so most start most inter- enterprises. Everyone you're going to talk to, like big companies, they have their whatever la- Acme Labs, you know, so they can <laughs> find yeah. startups making new metals for their anvils. Um, right. but right, right right and so like those are, I, and they all take equity and they're kind of defensive moves or like, I'm going to do this to, to steer them and buy it. Like we do not have any of that at Oracle. There's no mm-hmm. investment arm here. It happens on occasion. Yes, we do invest in startups, but it's just like, we don't have a fund. Um, and so for us, we will, we have a team that works with venture capital. So we have relationships with, with the VCs. And so for, you know, deal flow is a thing. It's actually really hard to find good deals today. Not from a, getting money side, but finding good idea side. So yeah, we work yeah, very yeah. closely with the there, there seems to be a lot of money out there. It's there just finding a, good ideas. So there's a ton of money out there. There is a ton of money yeah, out there. There's a thing about building out this pipeline. So the ideas flow by you. You started out describing this as an engineering exercise. So that I would think part of what you're watching is like, is the workload growing for this organization? If it is, that's a sign of growth. That's exactly right. Then you can scrutinize. That's exactly right. And so, um, we use, um, we use NetSuite to manage all of our kind of customer interactions. And so mm-hmm. we're able to watch cloud spend. And then we, we do a lot of like experimentation, like A-B testing to say, hey, if I, I see a segment of startup, like here's like 500 startups that signed up five months ago and they haven't done anything. What if we segment them by region, remind them of a benefit and see what happens? And like, oh, shoot, I forgot about that login. <laughs> and mm-hmm. all of a sudden we could see things go up and like, oh, they might be uh, interesting. Or what sometimes people will do like, hey, you know what? I, 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 was, I was at the beginning of my funding stage. We lost the funding, but now we're really ready to go. So, so, so watching. So one of the things we do a lot of at our team is trying to figure out what the leading indicators and what levers are to what businesses mm-hmm. are going to do. And, and, and that helps us know how to serve them well, because that's the idea, which is like, how do we do that? So it's not about driving consumption for the sake of revenue. It's driving consumption for the sake of understanding what startups are doing and where we need to put our attention. Like, you know, right. yeah. Oh, wow. They're doing a bunch of ML. Let's, let's see if we can build better ML stuff at Oracle. You know, oh, it's, right. GPUs, as you mentioned those before, like, that's been a huge uptick for us yeah. is, is GPUs. Um, so, well, yeah. the experimentation in the, in the neural net space is so huge. And, and GPUs are stunningly better at doing cellular compute like that yes. than, than the Anything CPUs. So. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Is, 
Is there a requirement for the startups that you accept to use the Oracle cloud database uh, no. exclusively or even optionally? You don't have to, you don't, we don't require anything from you. So like if you want to come and use Oracle cloud and put on any, you know, you want to put on a vSAM flat file database with a COBOL emulator, like right. go for it. Okay. <laughs> you know? But I would also point out besides <laughs> a very famous database, that's one of the originals in the yeah. industry. You own MySQL. Yeah. Yes. Like kind of one of the definitive, you know, startup Absolutely. data products on the planet. Yeah. Correct. A ton of our startups are doing MySQL. We've right. just come out with a MySQL managed database service, which they get to use for no cost. Wow. You know, well, because it's MySQL, but the service side of it. Mm-hmm. Um, we're seeing... So Oracle's database is... Uh, if you follow Oracle at all, you'll, you'll hear the term autonomous database. So it's like self-driving database. You don't need to patch it. You don't need it. It does auto scale. It does tuning of SQL, all that kind of stuff. They have access, you know, no SQL built, built into that. Um, all of that they have access to. So we have startups that you know use our database products. We love it when they do. I'm we're just I'm trying to be clear that we're not heavy-handed in it at all, right? We yeah. we, we want to the phrase we toss around in, in our team is we want to help people invent things that haven't been invented before. That's the vision. Mm-hmm. That's the goal. Yeah. So like you, you you know if you want to do you know like I said Python with MySQL, awesome. We, we'd love that. You know, you want to do Java? That's another thing that we're quite familiar with, <laughs> right? Awesome. Yeah, oddly enough. <laughs> so, But I suspect a, a .NET workload would run just fine as well. Yeah, of course. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we have plenty of .NET workloads. Plenty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, we're, we're happy to serve startups. So, so for that's us, really that's, cool. and hopefully we, you're hearing that theme. It's serving a startup. It's not yeah, telling Yeah, I get them. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, the, but there just seemed to be this transform period where it's like, do I help you with an investment aspect yes. or do I help you with a customer aspect? Or both. It's like, what is it this startup needs? Yeah. Or both, right? Like, exa- exactly. So, as they go through their journey and they, it's, you know, like in their Mario and they're getting their coins and they get to mm-hmm. unlock goodies. <laughs> and so, right. and the way they're doing that is through usage, right? So, like, Kind of going back to the example before, I'm not going to let you know a two-headed comp- Acme.com go into. I mean, two-person started going to Acme.com or Acme Inc. I should say. Wait a minute, Anvil Division and Explosives Division. Maybe we should exactly <laughs> to bifurcate these a little bit. Exactly. So as they move through the process over the course of their time with us, they they. It, there's actually a tool, like there's a portal and, and they're in, they come into the portal and there's community in the portal where they talk to each other and ask each other questions. They get access to their engineers, but that's where they say like, they have a little button. They're like, can I have help with sales? You know? And so, so they kind of unlock these benefits in an experience within a portal. And so that's when they can hmm. get a call from our person that's assigned to them to help them navigate Oracle sales motions. We have somebody in a team to help navigate the venture capital front, right? Like, hey, I need money. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, let's see if if you would embarrass yourself or it's a good idea, you know? And so... Yeah, but it makes sense to do a little gatekeeping of here's the checklist. If you can't get down this, it's not time to go get money in the valley. Exactly. By now, the listeners are going, wow, what's the downside of this? I mean, what is Oracle getting out of all this? And I know that you did mention what your goals were, but being really selfish here from an Oracle perspective, what is the 
the goal that you guys hope to gain the most? Sure. It's from this enterprise. It's, I want, we, we want people to build things that haven't been built before. Do it on Oracle. That was the phrase I left off. I want them okay. to do it on Oracle. Yeah. You right. know? And so right now there's one or two cloud providers that they think is the only thing they can invent things on. And, it, right. and so you reap what you sow, right? Yeah. You reap mm-hmm. what you sow and you reap it later than you sow it. So you have to be good with a field that's going to take a little while to grow. So if, if Oracle wants to get like Buku revenue out of a, a unicorn, they're going to have to be good with playing with them when they're just in the sandbox. Yeah, they got to the help them yard. grow to the point right. where they need an right. Oracle database. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Like, yes, we will earn and like, you know, we, the Zoom was a, as a notable cloud deal that we got last year running all that on Oracle Cloud. I mean, like, we'll get those because of the merits of the cloud, but we like to see people inventing. You know, that's why the, the other group mm-hmm. that we aren't going to talk about today that is in kind of my patch is Oracle for Research. And it's it's the same idea, but like we want scientists to who need heavy compute and heavy uh, storage needs to like go cure things. And they, we want them to do it on our stack. And so what's in it for us, it's being able to, to point to people doing amazing things because they had access to our technology. That's really cool. Hmm. It, revenue yeah. comes from that. So it's kind of like focusing on the goodness and yeah, the money It's an comes, investment. It's right? an investment in right. relationships and an investment in, uh, you know, finding the people who you want to be uh, on your side when they need something that you can offer. Right. That makes total right. sense to me. I'm, it's right out there, you know. So what is the threshold? When when do they start paying for their Oracle consumption? Yes, um, it, it, it depends on kind of how many credits they get and what they're burning, right? So some startups mm-hmm. will, they'll come in, they'll get their $500 and then that'll last them a couple months, honestly. And they're like, hey, can I have another thousand? I'm like, sure, you can have another thousand. You know, and then what we, what we do is we either, then somebody comes to us and they say, I need to say 25, 30, 40, 50 then what we'll do is instead of just like dumping, you know, skadoosh $50,000 in there, we'll, what we'll do is give it to them in tranches, right? So that, A, that helps us be good stewards of our credits, but then it helps them kind of, and, you know, they're investing time. And so, you know, you burn through five grand, great, I'll give you another five, another five. So usually once that hurdle has met, you know, it's usually, I think right now it's like six to nine months is about usually when people are running for free. That's why we wanted a two year runway on the discounts. And, and again, it's, it's all like honor system, right? So yes, I, I, I don't want like some rogue dude from Ford <laughs> to log in and get all these credits. Like, yeah, we'll probably not do anything to you, but <laughs> you know, it's, it's generally honor system for us. Like we don't have like these people like, Oh, right. you're not a startup, you know? But it's also an, an experimentation aspect of, you know, I want to try this stuff. And so it's good to leave some room for, you know, arguably if this is, if you've got an idea, but you haven't quite put a business model together yet, it's kind Correct. of useful to go and explore the idea. And it's distinctly different than something Oracle came out with a year or so ago, which I think is fantastic. It's called free tier. So if you're familiar with the other cloud providers, you get like $300, $100, whatever it is to mess around on their cloud for 30 days, then you got to slap your credit card down, right? That's, yeah. that's the normal right. way. And to be clear, you slap your credit card down first. first. They just don't charge yeah. it for 30 days. Correct. Correct. 
Yep. What I'm describing is not the startup program, and I'll tell you what the differences are, but, but it's still cool and people need to know, especially if you're like, I'm a hobbyist, is the free tier. So we have something called free tier and it's free like always and forever. It says, hey, you can have this core, C- you know, you can get this CPU, you can get this, I think it's like five gigs of data. You can have all, you just, here's all the storage you want here. Uh, it's free. Use whatever cloud services you want. As long, you know, if you're going to like spin up two or three CPUs, then you got to like buy it. But what's really cool about that is like sometimes your little experiment with your your Raspberry Pi in the backyard is going to last more than thirty days. You don't feel like spending twenty bucks a month on it, you yeah. know, or you're a startup or something like that, and you need more. Then then you kind of come to our side. So we have something called always free tier, and that's different than this because always free tier is going to limit you in the in the amount of compute. So for us, mm-hmm. it's really important to say like, hey. Um, you know, uh, I've got like, let me, I'll just, I'll just give you one is like AgriScout, uh, Israeli, Israeli startup doing really cool things with, um, detecting and identifying like disease and things like that within, within the agriculture environment. So they're doing a bunch of deep learning, you know, you can't like do a pilot deep learning with $500, you know, you need more. (laughs) And so, yeah, so it can be really hard for a startup to, to do that. Now, other programs allow you to navigate things, but like for us, we're trying to remove friction. Like, let's just remove friction, all friction. So anyway, I know that was, again, I answered probably three other questions you didn't ask, but they eventually pay. <laughs> and that's why we, we want to make that low, low, low price as possible. So the, the, the cost per compute is just really, really good. But it's just also this aspect of there's no advantage in killing the company by dropping a big <laughs> bill on them right. either, right? Like that doesn't actually help anybody. It really doesn't. It really doesn't. And that was one yeah. of the things that we we did. Now it's been a, a little while. So like I, we didn't really want to talk about it because it just wasn't appropriate. But when COVID came, we were like, mm-hmm. well, we can't, we don't write checks to people, but we want to alleviate pain as much as possible in our startup community. So we do have lots and lots of startups that are paying. So we were like, okay, let's just waive all fees. Like no, none of you startups who pay during COVID will pay for these extended amount right. of time. And so, um, you know, again, it, 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 it wouldn't have been in our interest to be like, nope, you got to pay your bill. <laughs> you know, hey, can you turn the ventilator down? I can't hear you. When are you paying your bill? <laughs> right. And so, <laughs> right. It's dark. So, so, so those are the things that we, we, tr- we really try to have a, a, a humble approach to serve our startups. We don't get it right all the time. We break things a lot, but you know, that's kind of the world of the startup. <laughs> so what's next for you, Jason? What's in your inbox? What are you busy with these days? We've got a lot of cool things that are happening. I think this year you're going to see more work within the university community with us. Like I'm super excited about that. We're, we're ramping that up right now at not just schools in the US, but also in, in Europe and soon to be other other parts of the country. Something for your listeners that are outside of North America, we're everywhere. So we, we love startups in every continent. And so we look to do that. So we'll see more at the university level, uh-huh. more creative things there. And you'll see us becoming more visible within the venture capital and private equity community as, as well. That's cool. More to come. It's so great. And, uh, you know, it's, it's really awesome after all these years to have a relationship with Oracle. Yeah. You know, as .NET developers, we don't really think about each other too much. And uh, I think this is the start of something good. Right. I'm excited. Me too. 
<laughs> thank right. you guys. Thank Rich, you. Carl, it's been great. Thank you, Jason. And we'll see you next time on .NET Rocks. .NET Rocks is brought to you by Franklin's Net and produced by Plop Studios, a full-service audio, video, and post-production facility located physically in New London, Connecticut, and, of course, in the cloud. Online at pwop.com. Visit our website at dotnetrocks.com for RSS feeds, downloads, mobile apps, comments, and access to the full archives going back to show number one, recorded in September 2002. And make sure you check out our sponsors. They keep us in business. Now go write some code. See you next time. Got a transmitter band by the FCC.